The opinions expressed in the following podcast are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide education and entertainment about the financial industry. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode three of Day Traders Off the Record. Today, we have a very special guest with us, a good friend of mine, George, all the way from South America. He goes by GM Trades SCZ on social media. He is a professional day trader with about five to six years of experience. He's found success as a short seller of small cap stocks and has recently gravitated towards mid and large caps. His successes in the markets have allowed him to expand into other business ventures. Uh, thank you very much for joining us today, George. We also have our co-host of the show, the one and only Tony Ivanov. How's everyone doing today? Doing good. Hey, how you, how you doing, Lucas? How you doing, Tony? Um, thanks for having me on the podcast. And um, I'll be honest, it's the first time that I've done it. Um, I've never been really much into interviews, but um, Lucas is a good friend of mine, a, a trading partner. Um, so I said, okay, let's go ahead and do it. And we can speak a little bit about trading and this uh, passion that we have behind this career and this profession, guys. For right. sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for you know joining us. Always happy to have another trader guest on the show. And I'm sure that um, your insights will help a lot of people who are you know watching and listening. So always appreciated. You got it. Thank you. Appreciate it. And personally, I can't say that I know that many traders that come from South America. And I know when you and I first started uh, chatting, G, you said that there were not a lot of people in your area who had this as a profession or who even knew uh, much about it. So that kind of leads us to ask, well, how did you stumble upon uh, this profession? Was it something that you saw online or did you have like a, a mentor? Well, first of all, I was, I was born in a very small country right in the middle of South America, right? It's called Bolivia. It's named Bolivia. Uh, Santa Cruz is my city. Um, and indeed, when, when I first started trading, this was, well, when I first got into stock, the stock market was laid back in the two, uh, 2015. And um, see that most of the traders I do, that they, they're into the markets from South America, most of them are into binary options or uh, you see them diving into the Forex market. And well, now with this whole crypto mania, uh, we've had a lot of traders getting into like the, the cryptocurrencies, right? So most of the South American traders, they're not really trading equities. They're in, in even less trading small caps like I was doing in my first few years when I was trading the market. Um, so yeah, I got into trading late in the 2000, back in 2015. Um, I was born in Bolivia. I was raised in Miami. Uh, I lived in Miami for about 14 years. Um, so then I decided to come back to my country. I, I worked in the sales field for many, many years. Um, and then back in 2015, I had a friend, he sent me a post in Facebook and it was from, from team Sykes, right? It was a team of the Sykes post. And, and back then, uh, I even wrote it down because I was kind of like remembering how did this whole thing happen to me? 
And I remember back then I, I had a little business. I was running like classified ads on the internet and I had like a website locally. And I was trying to work with a friend, trying to find a business that, um, that I was gonna be able to do from my house, work from home. And, and, and I dived into like classified ads. Uh, I was uh, doing some, I was trying to work on an application to develop uh, for a talent development application locally. So I was trying to, I was just going around looking for different ideas to be able to, you know, make money from, right from my house. And um, so my friend sent me a link. I, I um, and it was Sykes, it, it was him, you know, flashing the Lambo, flashing the Ferraris and, and this whole thing. So I was like, oh my God, here goes another marketing guy, right? But when he sent that over to me, in order for me to open up the, the post, I had to sign up with an email, right? So I put in my email and, and, and of course, when I saw those pictures of the Lambos and the Ferraris and all this stuff, I was like, no, nah, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna get into it. I mean, here I am trying to look for a, a way of making money and I'm not gonna give my money to a guy that is marketing himself. And then again, that was a little bit of ignorance. Uh, I was never part of his uh, academy or, or the profit lead school, none of that. but. My first instinct, my first approach to the market happened, uh, you know, back in 2015. So what happens next is that since I had to sign up with an email, I kept getting emails from him, you know, showing me different, uh, you know, asking to like join his school. I think he had the one million, uh, the one million dollar challenge. Mm -hmm. And it was just a bunch of freaking money to be able to sign up to it. But uh, on one of those emails, so this is late 2015, right? I didn't pay attention to it much, but I kept getting those emails. And then I got that email that said that he was giving out 14 videos. It was uh, the name of the, it was tra the tra Trader's Checklist. I remember that. It, yep. it was Trader 14 checklist. videos. Yeah, he had all uploaded on YouTube and he had it for free. So this is back. So now it's like, January or February of 2016. And I and I remember that I, it was on a weekend. I looked at the first video. Most of those videos were on YouTube. They were free and they were about 30 to 40 minutes. And then right when I got on the second to third uh, YouTube video from him, I was like, this is, you know, just the fact that I have no idea what he's talking about, that already to me was a wake up call. Hey, you know, dig into this. So, cause prior to this, I had no knowledge, no experience about the stock market. You know, I, I had no idea what the Dow Jones was. I had no idea what the SP 500 was. I had no idea anything about Wall Street to me was, it was none, I have no clue about it. So when I started watching those videos, uh, you know, by, by now I'm in 2016, I've heard about Bitcoin already, about cryptocurrencies and this stuff. And so I'm already hooked on it, but I'm lost. I have no idea what I'm looking at. I'm just looking at these videos and, and, and the more videos that I looked into, the more videos that I watched, the more questions I had. And, and that to me was already um, something that really got me into it. Nice. So you just became addicted to finding out more and just trying to figure out 
what's going on, you know? Um, I would say that 2016, I probably went studying from anywhere from like 10 to 15 hours a day, nonstop. I mean, and I'm sure many new traders and I'm sure traders until now that have more experience, they still do it. But man, there were days that I wasn't even leaving my house. They, I, it was weeks that I wasn't leaving my house. I have a few friends worry about me because I'm, you know, I wasn't going out. I was just like so hooked into the stock market. And, and, and like I've always, you know, they've always asked me, George, who was your mentor, you know? And although I gotta be honest, I went through a bunch of different chat rooms um, and a bunch of different gurus or furus or whatever you wanna call them. Um, my real mentors were YouTube and Google. And, and that's just me being honest about it, you know? Um, yeah. Countless, countless, countless hours of just studying the market. Maybe that's the reason why it took me a little longer finding the craft and, and getting, finding my edge in the markets, but, but. The answers are, uh, are out there. That's, so that's the thing, like when you're first starting out and I went through the same thing as well, like I was talking in the, one of the previous episodes, I spent an entire month of December day in and day out, just watching all the YouTube videos I possibly could <laughs> from the sites, from the warrior, all that stuff. Because if you don't know the terminologies, you're eventually going to understand what those terminologies are once you've seen them repeat it like 20 times across yeah. different videos. Warrior trader, uh, warrior trading. Uh, what's his name? Um, Ross. Ross, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that a special Ross. style? <laughs> yeah, very special. Scalper on the long side, and 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 um, you know, many times whatever he does during pre-market. It was, I won't, I won't say it was manipulating the market, but you know, a lot of the stuff that he was doing pre-market, was giving us uh, traders with a smarter account, a guide, a vision of what the market can do when, once it opens at 9.30. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I went through a bunch of different chat rooms and, and, and many, and, and I gotta be honest about that, you know, cause I've always heard traders uh, bashing on these chat rooms and, and, and bro, the truth is that I learned something from all of them. Some chat rooms gave me more, some of them gave me less, but there has never been a chance for me to go into these rooms and not learn something from it. Even if it's something that, I, that is bad that I shouldn't be doing, that to me was already, yeah. that to me was already a plus. Hey, you know, don't do that. Uh, because I first started longing stocks and, and I was in a room where everyone was just a, a long bias trader. And, and of course, I was always late to the party. You know, I was longing stocks, I was buying on the top. Then the price would just dump on me and I'll be like, shit, what am I doing? You know, and I'm, you know, I don't have, I barely have much money and, and I'm here giving out my money. And so it was a lot of Google, a lot of YouTube, um, a lot of hours. And, and that's when my mindset started shifting. And the discipline, the word discipline became my ally. It just, I understood that if I had no discipline, I was going to be just a bad trader and I was going to lose my money. Because that's exactly what happened to me within those first few months that I started approaching the market. I was actually going to ask, um, during 2016, when you're soaking in all, the, all of this um, content, were you also dabbling in the real world environment, like with a small accounts? Like you weren't just 
going in with a large account. No, I don't uh, think you were. Uh, I had a. I opened. I blew three accounts. That's just being honest. I blew three accounts. Uh, 2016, I had my first. Right when I was um, learning the craft, I blew two accounts. In 2017, right at the beginning, I blew my last account before I went to a concert in Argentina. And that's a good story. Now I, I want to share it because when that when the third account was blown. I understood why it happened to me. Uh, I was um, I was about to take a trip with a few friends uh, after a year and some months already studying heavy, right? Of, of many, many hours studying the market through 2015. 2016, many hours studying the market. So 2017, uh, I have bought these tickets to go to Argentina to a, to a concert. And that one week before flying out, I blew my account. Why? Because my mind wasn't into trading. I had my mind already focused on the trip, focused on the partying, and 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 that, and I paid the cost. Mm-hmm. Was that the pre-market one, uh, G? That was that was um, that was TOPS, the shipper. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. Oh, no, it wasn't nice. doing. Uh, I took a hit on free market. I can't remember the ticker, but um, my biggest loss and the one that I blew it was on 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 TOPS, a shipper ticker. Was that going? That happened. That was on the long side. On the long side, okay. That was me longing TOPS. Uh, I had taken a I had taken a small size free market market open i added 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 on the loser 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 next thing you know i was i was i was a few thousand dollars down which it was you know my account size back then so uh you know right there i clearly remember this was on a wednesday i was taking a flight friday um once i realized that i have blown my account i was like fuck you know that's it it kind of ruins the trip, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I went with four of my best friends, right? And I didn't tell anyone anything about it. Because another thing that happened to me before I turned into trading was that when I talked about it with friends here in Bolivia, no one had any fucking idea what I was talking about. And, and, I, and it comes down to what I've, what I've always said is this trading career, this trading gig is a very lonely business, right? Very, very lonely. Yeah. Um, and, and, and when you call your victories, everyone is your friends. But when you're in a hole and you blow your account, not anyone is going to be able to understand what that feels. So, so when I blew the account, I was like, you know, I'm not going to go share it. But I am going to take the trip to really acknowledge if this is like to really think of it. Is this something that I want to do? And if I'm going to do it, what do I have to do different so that I don't keep blowing the counts and I don't keep fucking up and I try to stay stick to this business, which is something that I love, right? Because I love the market. But but I was missing on the discipline. Um, I was still trading mid caps. I was doing small caps. I have just gone through some of those penny stocks. Uh, through 2016, I was doing a little bit of OTCs still. So I was just all over the place and I was trying to find my edge. And, and, and when I blew it, I took the trip. 
Uh, we went to Argentina and then we went to Uruguay. And I'll be honest, on the trip to Argentina it was five days. I didn't even think about the stock market. I just wanted to have fun. But when I took the trip to Uruguay, uh, which was two days, uh, we got on a boat that was taking us from Argentina to Uruguay. And then right there, that's when I sat down. And it was about an hour on the ship, on the boat, right? So that's the day that I sat down and, and I told myself, well, I have a little bit more, more money left to be able to fund another account, to open my account again. But if it doesn't work now, it's I'm just going to let it go. But right now, I'm going to get back to town once the trip is done and I'm going to get into it. And I went back. The first thing that I did back then was I decided, why am I going to trade? Am I going to be a mid-cap trader? Am I going to swing stocks? Am I going to scout these stocks? What am I going to do? And, and, and I said, the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to get back to my foundations and work and trade where I feel more comfortable. And that was trading low flow, small cap stocks. That's when I met my daily gains. And, and that was a game changer, you know? I came back. I funded my account with uh, a little less than $4,000. And it was with um, the, the brokerage firm. It doesn't even exist anymore, but I'll say who it was. It was a short trader mm -hmm. with, uh, with, with the guy, Gentile guy. But um, I refunded it and I did. And, and then I just put all my rules together and I started trading way better. And I stopped longing stocks. I went and I switched my bias and I started shorting these companies. Wow. Amazing story. And I mean, you know, lots of uh, a few main things that, you know, kind of seem to be really consistent for most people I talk to who like have that same journey as you did is that usually in the beginning, the reason why people kind of just mess up going long on stocks is because they're focused on following others and trying to see what other people are doing and you know just follow what they're doing so like and that's why a lot of people they try longing and they're just following everyone looking at different chat rooms following on social media and you know it's just easy to become just like late to the game because with longing like you have to kind of be one of the first in at support and if you don't understand that concept of like you know buying at support and you wait for confirmation of the breakouts it's very easy to get screwed. I mean, that's what happened for me when I first started out. I was mainly buying breakouts and, you know, sometimes it would work and sometimes I'd be oh, good course. trades, but the ones that just were resistance and I bought the top and it just dumped on me, like it right. just made me such a scared trader and made me not confident in why am I even oh. doing this? Like, why am I buying these breakouts if I, if there's so much risk to it? So Right. And that's what a lot of people go switch to going short because, you know, if they're not really good at hopping in early. They think it's easier, but then they quickly <laughs> find out that it's not that much easier at all. It's not, a, yeah. it's not how it sounds. Um, sure. I was buying breakouts. Um, my first, through 2016, I had, Sykes had, um, you know, this panic selling right at the open, buying the dips. But but again, I go back to like, the reason it took me a little longer is because I probably didn't go through a, to the right mentor at the beginning, right? So it was a lot of YouTube and a lot of, and a lot of Googling 
trying to find my edge and seeing what I can do better and where do, where do I feel more comfortable trading, right? So um, shorting, the way I saw it back then was like shorting was the stage after learning how to long stocks, right? So I was buying breakouts, pre-market breakouts, uh, pre-market high breakouts and stuff like that, but I was always buying on the top. The price would go another 10, 15 cents and it would just dump on me and and it wasn't just really the money, but it was the mental side of it that I was taking a pounding on a daily basis, right? So, so here I am stuck, not knowing what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do next. But when I came back from the trip, um, I put some rules together. When I blew the account that day, I just moved into another city here in Bolivia, but I remember that day I wrote 10 rules that I broke on that trade that I blew up on TOPS. And I had that on my wall for like six months. And every day I would just be reading that. Yeah. You know, if, if the trade goes against you, you can always re-enter. And, and, and I swear to God, I was looking for it because I wanted to show it to you guys because I know many new traders, they're going to feel related to it. But, um, but again, I, I came back. This is February or March 2017. Bitcoin, it's around. So the stock market is getting some hype. The cannabis industry, the cannabis sector was kicking in. Shippers had just gone through it. I remember uh, we had the drive mania too, DRYS, had the crazy, the crazy squeeze. Um, which was the other ticker? Um, I know I wrote it down because I was just remembering all this shit. Was it that BBTH and MBOT? Uh, MBOT was after. MBOT was, it was, it was, we were already trading together on MBOT, MBOT and BBTH. And the good news is I didn't trade it. <laughs> Short, right. So. It was H, uh, HMNY. HMNY. Um, oh, yeah. HMNY. That fucked a, up so many a, traders. Yeah. That that's that stock messed up traders on the low and in the short side on both ends. Um, but yeah, I mean that was you know I have gone through that stage. I have seen those stocks, so I knew the market was there. I knew the market was there, and the chances of making money was there. But that was a run. I was looking at it from the wrong side. I was focusing on money, right? And that was a huge mistake. Huge mistake. We, uh, it was, it was Tony tells that to, uh, to, to, to the members of Trade Buddy, you know, process over profits. It's one of the things we preach. I've seen it. I've seen it on this page, of course. And George, for you, um, you know, I've said, I say this to you and some of the other guys, I say, uh, you know, re-entry is only one commission away. And in some, in some cases, it's free commission, depending yeah. on who you're with and how you do it. So not, not, not in my case, being a, a trader, trading off from a South America country, uh, my options on brokerage firms are very limited. So, so I have to go with whoever I can get. And well, we found a, a firm in the Bahamas. I think we all know who it is. And, and it's helped me a bunch, uh, being able to go exactly, being able to go from the long side to the short side as their inventory, it's, it's larger. But, um, but I would always tell traders, hey, you know, learn the price action, learn the, the behavior on the long side first, understand how that works. Because uh, once you see the price exhausting, 
and you're not good at longing them just because you're perfect. Because another thing is that trading has a lot to do with your personality, how you are. Totally. Um, it has to do with it. And, and, and one thing that I've learned from Lucas from my daily games is, is because I was before I was like covering my shorts, my positions too quick, right? And, and daily would always tell me, George, you know, hold on a little, wait for your targets to hit. And, 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 and I was just, you know, taking profits. At the same time, I was also growing my account. So I needed to do that. So, you know, I can keep building the account. But within this last, I will say last year, it's, it's gotten better. Uh, we've managed to hold our composure, wait for, your, for the targets to hit and, uh, and try to scale out properly and, and, and uh, you know, not letting the spikes shake me out and, and be able, you know, just to have, to stay within my initial plan, which is what I always tell traders, know where you're going in, know where you're putting your risk, know where you're taking your profits and stick to it. If it doesn't work that way, you, you got to be able to admit that your thesis is invalid and you must get out of the trade and re-enter yep. once the trade is working your way, once the setup is valid again. Um, and I wasn't doing that. That was one of the rules that I implemented. I was like, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm putting my stop and I know where I'm taking profits. Mm -hmm. If for some uh -huh. reason, if it doesn't work that way, I can't be stubborn. I got to be able to admit that what I have planned did not work. I must get out and re-enter once the setup is valid again. I'm just yeah, laughing about because, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm just laughing because like that is literally the same exact thing, like word for word, I say every pre-market, like have a plan, know what your thesis is, know what your levels are, have a target, have a stop and stick to that plan. If your thesis breaks, you gotta accept it and move on from the trade, right? You you, so, you cannot be stubborn. You gotta move on, right? So so going back, going back, uh, why is the trading so tough? Because it's in your head as well, uh -huh. right? Because you can sit someone in front of a chart for three years, and, and, and unless that the person is really dumb, they're gonna be able to understand how to read a chart. You can sit someone and you can teach them all about fundamental analysis. And, and yeah, it may take them a, a few months or a few years, but eventually someone is going to catch up to it, right? They're going to learn it. But now, how are you going to learn? Where is the book that teaches you about the, the, psychology, the psychology, uh, psychological side of how the stock market works? Right. Because you get on the trade, the trade is again going against you, and you're just not wanting to get off from it. it and then it's just your head telling you, no, wait, it's going to keep dumping. It's going to dump. I'm talking about the short side, right? And it just keeps spiking. Keeps spiking. going and going and going. These things could go further than we give them credit for, even if they are uh, trashy companies. Uh, it doesn't matter how trash the company is. What matters is what's going on in front of you at that moment. And I think um, something to top up on what George said is that, you know, you could, if you want to use this analogy, you could be shooting free throws um, for eight hours a day and you could nail it, you know, nine times out of 10. But put yourself in a situation when you're game seven in the playoffs for the championship series and you have to take that throw, will you be able to do it? So in trading, it's one, it's very easy to write up a plan. What's hard is to actually follow that plan to a T. Right.
Yeah. Very tough. Very tough because um, sometimes your head is saying no and, and, and your finger is saying yes. So how do you control that? And that's, that's the part that it was very, very hard for me. Being, being able to admit that I was wrong in a trade and, and, and being able to get off from the trade and re-enter again. So did you learn so the psychological side from like specific people or did it just come no, from being getting um, knocked down so many times? Um, going back to YouTube and Google, right? Um, I remember I put in on YouTube, losing traders. I just typed in that. I, I put it in there, losing traders. And he gave me a bunch of reasons why traders loses money, right? But there was one thing that it always repeated on all those videos. And it was a mental side of it. So by now, this is um, first quarter entering the second quarter of 2017. I moved into another chat room where I was learning the craft on the short side. And uh, the head instructor, right, the, the, um, the, um, the admin of the, um, of the chat room, he, he will focus a lot on the psychological side of the trade, right? On, on psychology, trading psychology, right? And, and it has not just to do with reading, uh, trading in the zone by Mark Douglas. It's not just that. I mean, you have to be able to get on the trade and learn what it takes to make money and also learn what it takes to avoid losing money. And that comes with a lot of market time, right? So when I was in this other chat room, um, the, the, the um, oh my God, the word, what's the word? The, uh, the admin of the group or what's it called? The, the mentor, um, head mentor. The head mentor, they were focused a lot on the psychological of the trade, right? The psycholo psychological aspect of trading. And that to me was huge because um, it changed me. And then not just within trading, but it changed within my daily, uh, what I would do on a daily basis, right? right. And, and I'm going to be honest, um, back then I was probably... 2017, I went that first year and a half, 2016, 2017, not leaving my house, studying all day long. And I probably gained like 180 pounds. I was almost 400 pounds back then. Mm. So this guy is talking about how important it is to have the right discipline. And that to me was a game changer. Uh, I put some rules together. I started working out again. Um, the first rule I implemented was not trading pre-market anymore. Pre-market to me was done. And, and, and I started using the pre-market time to study the companies that I was going to trade right at the open. To me, the real trading happens during pre-market and I don't take any positions. Why? Because it's when I'm, when I'm drawing my levels. I'm analyzing the news. I'm understanding what's the catalyst behind this mover. Why is this people hyping all over the stock? Uh, is it an overcrowded stock? You know, and, and when, I, when I do that through pre-market, it gives me the edge. So when market opens, I feel comfortable taking my positions and, and working out my thesis. And again, if it's invalid, I shut it down. And I get going. That's it. I don't even fight it back anymore. Something, uh, something very interesting that you know we could discuss 
is because I know you very well now, uh, George, you've been friends for a couple of years. So I know that, you know, you typically you trade the open, you wait for a certain level to hit, you scale out sometimes uh, quite quickly. And um, so I guess my question is, you know, for the audience, would you define yourself more as like a scalper, a momentum trader? I know you're pretty proficient in the, in the tape reading abilities, which is something we wanted to uh, pick your brain um, on today as well. So how would you define it? Like now that you went through those years of trial and error, and now you're in this new chat room, you're learning the short side, you're finally starting to find your edge, you're doing the right things in pre-market, you have rules, this and that. So now you've arrived, how would you define your style to the listeners? Uh, I'm a stock trader. I trade stocks on a daily basis. That, that's what I do. Um, whether it's a small cap, it's a mid cap, very little with the large caps, but you can call me a scalper, I guess. I'm a momentum trader. I look for volatility behind these tickers, right? I, I want bulls to take their place, make their money, once you get exhausted, let me take it in and, and try to make my money. Um, but yes, I, I make me scalp. I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't hold overnight. Uh, I'm usually trading within the first hour to an hour and a half the market opens. And um, if you see me trading past 11 a.m., Lucas, is, you know it is because usually I'm in trouble, right? So, or the price action is just moving sideways. And I'm stuck in the trade. And, and again, it goes back to your personality, right? In my case, it's more of a nail and bell. Usually around 11 a.m., I try to be done with it. If I make money, great. And if I avoided losing money, even better. Because at the end of the day, you can't play this game if you don't have any money on it. So uh, Defense it, first, right? <laughs> it's all about defense. Defense first, because let's say the day didn't go your way, but you managed to to risk properly within the trade, you can always come back the next day and keep playing, you know? So pre-market, and I'll make it clear, pre-market to me is when the real trading happens in my case, because this is when I'm analyzing the, the stocks, I'm putting together my plan, I'm drawing my levels on my chart, I'm getting everything ready, I'm choosing and picking the two or three or four stocks that I'm gonna be looking at the open. Once market opens, my levels are hit, I'm gonna take my positions, and, and I'll be honest, lately with, with all the tips that you've given me, uh, Lucas, uh, I've managed, like I said before, to be able to let my trade develop a little bit more and not just take profit so quick. Again, my account has grown a little bit as well. So I, I have the chance now to maintain my composure and let the trade just keep working. But, um, but yes, I still consider myself more of a scalper, I would say, a momentum trader. Um, and, uh, but yes, and even now that I'm training a little bit more mid caps, um, I'm still like working myself. Cause another thing about trading is trading is, is something that you have to always keep putting in the time to keep developing, keep evolving as a trader. The moment you believe that, you know, how everything works in the market, you're fucked <laughs> yeah. because, cause, cause you don't, you don't own wall street and, and keep in mind guys, 70 to 80% of what happens in the, in the market. It's, it's made by institutional money, right? The smart money. So us, there's retail traders, right, there's an agenda. So real traders, we're very small players within this whole freaking huge market, right? So 
swim with the sharks basically is what Aston would say. Yeah. But why would you want to go and try to front yourself against an institutional uh, company when you're training with a 20, 30, $40,000 account versus a guy that's training two, three, $4 million. So you got to also be smart about it. Right. Yeah. And you got to understand behavior. You got to understand market faces. That's why I always say pre-market it's, it's key to me. If you ask me as a new trader, what tip would I give a new trader? Wake up early, get on this, keep a routine on a daily basis and don't change it. What works for you, stick to it and, and get it better, but stick to it. So in my case, I'm up at six in the morning. I'm working out early in the morning, but usually 7.30, 7.45, I'm already on my desk. I got all of my computers on. I'm checking charts, reading news. I'm also seeing what other traders are looking into. Uh, I still got, I'm still within a few chat rooms. So I'm, I'm looking at other traders. I'm seeing what other traders are talking about. I'm trying to gas as much info as I can during pre-market. So when market opens, I'm ready. I feel comfortable and I don't have to be panicking or stressing myself because the trade didn't go. If the trade didn't go, fuck it. I got to get out and wait. That's it. Now, is there a reason why... Uh you stopped entering in pre-market? Was there like lots of losses no you took during that time? Man. There was no edge you could find in it at all? Momentum trading as well. I, many times, I gotta be honest, I market myself in on a trade. Mm. So, cause it, it, it's, it's happening so quick. So I'm just, you know, once I know that, my, that I'm good to size into the trade, many times I'm marketing in okay. on my position. So. By doing a pre-market, you have to wait for certain levels because you can only limit yourself in on it. So it was just wasn't working. So I was like, why am I going to go give my money? Let, there's a trader, a very known trader that always says, why am I going to give money to the market? I can go and rather buy shoes with that money, right? Or buy clothes. Or, you know, everyone knows. It's a very known trader who I learned a lot on the short side. Um, so... I stopped doing it because I took so many losses, man. I kept taking a pounding during pre-market. So when market would open, I was already all beat up. Right. You know, it was market you know, beat up too. Right. So I was like two, three hundred dollars down. To me, was a lot of money. And and I'm trying to my fight myself out during pre uh, during the regular hours. And, Bad mindset too to start the day at nine thirty. And if your mindset is like, oh, I have to have a winning trade for in order to get my day back to break even or green that's a horrible no mindset to start at 9 30 with so you're done as a trader you're, if you're lost walking, at that point you know you're that's it lost. you're you're done as I a have, trader. Uh, one of my 10 rules and I, I talked about my my well i didn't share what the 10 rules were but i talked about the process one of the rules is i have a figure that's like my max loss in pre-market and that figure is only like one sixth of the max daily loss. So if I get smacked pre-market, it's really just like a little scratch at 9.30. I couldn't care less about that small loss if I want to trade pre-market. See, but I had a problem. I'll get FOMO. So I'll get the FOMO, which all traders get it. I've never met a trader that says, oh, I never get FOMO. We all get it. It's part of our process. And that's what we have to learn how to manage our emotions. So this FOMO shit never gets to your head. Right. And and I'm, I'm very good at it. Um, I can see other friend, uh, uh, traders' friends uh, that are trading pre-market, and I'm okay. I actually use that on my favor because I'm looking at them trading pre-market, so I'm seeing what levels they're looking into. 
And I'm trying to compare that to the levels that I'm waiting for the market to open. And if those levels are similar, that to me adds into my thesis, right? So to me, free market has become uh, where I study the companies that I'm gonna be you know, trading once market opens. And, and, and I'm okay, I don't have any more FOMO. It's, it's, it's taking years of working my discipline and my mindset so I don't have to do it. But again, market opens 9.30, usually by 11 a.m. I should, or I try to be done. And when I'm trading past 11 a.m., it's because I'm usually in trouble, right? I'm trying to dig myself out of a hole. Yeah, and not to get into like things that are overcomplicated, but also in pre-market, it's much easier for whoever you know is pushing the agenda. It's much easier for them to get the stock to where they want it to go because the order books are a lot thinner. So if they oh, yeah. if they need to rip something up, I don't know, from ten dollars to fifteen dollars it takes a lot less money and a lot less effort for them to do so. Plus you have the pre-market people who, you know, stream on YouTube and uh, retail buyers help get rid of those uh, offers as well. So yep. that's an interesting concept. And, you know, it's difficult to, to trade in that kind of environment and you have to really be on the right side of things or you could ruin your day before the day has even started, so. And, and I'm not saying for traders not to do it. I, uh, I seen you, uh... Uh, daily, I've seen you nail this pre-market trade so many times, and and I've known many traders that are very very. As a matter of fact, I know traders that don't trade regular hours; they only trade pre-market because of a job, because of a job, or because they feel comfortable doing it. But in, in my case, it just didn't work. It was one of the rules that I had to apply into my system because trading, at the end of the day, is a system. You have right. to, just like a company; it's a business, right? So if you got a business and you open the door at 10 a.m. and you have to be open at 9 a.m. or 8 a.m., you're fucking up your structure. You're fucking up your system. So an advice for new traders is come up with a system that works for you. And what works for George may not work for Tony. What works for Tony may not work for Lucas, but work on it. Elaborate. Like, don't follow. Don't be a ship, right? Come up with something that works for you. Um, I've, I've met traders in my country that um, that they were doing binary options, right? Which is a fucking scam. It's crazy. <laughs> right? It's like a bet, right? It's, yeah. like, it's, it's crazy doing stuff like that. So, but why do they do it? Because it's easy. It, it's an easier process. Is it going to go up or down above this price, right? Mm -hmm. But they don't want to take the time to sit down at 7 a.m. in the morning, study the, the companies, read news, analyze from the technical side of it, from the fundamental side of it, that takes time, right? So I want to go back to something that I've always tell friends that they come to my house and they want me to teach them how to trade. It's like, bro, trading to me, it's, it's a profession, it's a career, it's a passion, it's my life. I live as a trader, I behave as a trader, I conduct my life as a trader. Um, and that's something that I always tell uh, upcoming new new traders it's like i respect this so much because i put in so much more so much time into it that um it's just it's hard for me to follow what other people are doing i gotta do it on my own and at the beginning you have to find the proper uh, guidance um and the reason one of the reasons i took this interview is because i know the work that you that lucas 
and all, all the guys at TradeBuddy are putting together to teach traders how to trade the proper way, um, how not to follow someone else's fucking signal, which is something that I hate. I hate that word signal. I hate that word. <laughs> signal, I, think, you know? I think it's a Forex word. It's okay. a Forex word, but it's also being uh, adapted to like day trading uh, regular equities, right? So um, you gotta have a you gotta have a structure within you, and, and that begins from how you rest, how you wake up, how you approach the day, how you behave through the day. You have no idea how much that's going to help you on your process to become profitable on a market that usually tends to have traders losing money. Um, I don't know if 80 or 90% of traders lose money on a daily basis, but I tell you what, I see traders calling gains every day, but they never call when they go wrong on the trade, right? And it's wiping off their account. So that's why most traders are losing money, right? They're always on a losing streak because, you know, they go two, three weeks, I would say profitable, and then they take this one, two trades and their account is wiped off. Why? Because they don't have any rules because they're gambling. And if you want to gamble, play poker or some shit like that, right? Because I did that for a long time as well. <laughs> and, and, and it was more of a gambling. I just love that, you know, like... You and I have never talked before once, like, like really have a, have a conversation, but like a lot of the things that you say are like exactly just what I say too to everyone on a daily basis. And like, has he been man, in our webinars or what? <laughs> it did. It, it's so important. Like you cannot just start trading. You have to become a trader. And that means that like you, like you have to restructure your life almost. And like what I say too is like, like if you want to be able to have discipline in trading, you have to be disciplined outside of trading. Like there's no way that you can eat like crap, never work out and just be just like, so like not disciplined, not trading and then just have the ability to follow rules and, and accept when you're wrong and like have the mindset to, to follow those type of hard things to do in trading. Like you have to, restructure yourself you cannot just start trading like you said you have to become a trader and it's dude it's so important like like my it's, trading it's became the best once i had a strict routine i would work out daily and uh, like have a same time i go to bed same time i wake up and have just a whole routine to my life because then in trading i'm just doing the same crap i did outside the trading too so it's not anything new i'm just just following the of same course. process day in day out and like you Man, said, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Give, give that to all of your students. What you just said right now, it's, it's exactly how I see it. Um, let me tell you a quick story about that. Um, so when I first started training, right, especially, I always call back to 2017, because to me, 2017 was a, um, it was a game changer year for me. Uh, that's when I met Lucas. And it was crazy because I'm, um, you know, I remember he approached me one day, he said, hey, bro, look, you and I, we trade very, very similar, right? I mean, I was taking trades and, and I was looking at his charts and it was practically about the same freaking trade. It was like a replica of both trades. So when I saw that, this is late 2017, I knew that I was going towards the proper direction. So what I did right there is I doubled my focus 
on the career. So I said, whatever I was doing before, it's already starting to work out, but that's not enough because in stock trading, uh, being average is not enough just because we're competing against so many other traders. So if you're just average, you're going to get blown out. You're going to get taken out of the game. So I understood that I, what I was doing, it was working, but I had to, I had to take it into the next level. And, and one of the things that I did was I went back, I, I went through a crazy body um, um, makeover. Uh, I lost almost 200 pounds. I, I mean, I just, you know, that's when I told myself, if I'm going to be a stock trader, I'm going to live by it. It's going to be a lifestyle. And, and, and that's why I tell the traders, you know, you, you, I'll tell you a quick story. So 2017, uh, I was studying 10, 15, 17, 18 hours a day, right? And there was this girl in my house. It was a girl that I had. And, and, and of course, three, four months, I barely even talked to her. She would be in the house and I wouldn't even speak to her, man. And one day she said, hey, bro, you know, you, you don't speak to me. We, I mean, there's nothing going on. What's happening? And I'm like, look. Oh, and she's like, and she said, you're always looking at those freaking charts. You're looking at those charts all day long. So I said, well, the door is right there. There's nothing else I can do. If you're not going to be here with me, supporting me through the journey, you know, you can get going. And then she did, and she never came back. And why do I mention this? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, it's always a state in my head. Why? Because if, if you're learning this craft, and you have negative vibes around you, that's not gonna help you. Right. You have to get yourself surrounded with people that are gonna either support you or not make any freaking comments. But, you know, so don't go back and, oh, you made money today and tell your friends, oh, I made money, because it also feels good. I'm not gonna lie to you. But how about the days that you lose money? Are these people going to understand what you're going through? That's why you have to have a very, very hard mental strength. The mental side of trading is key to me. And, and that's not something that you're going to learn it by, by going to YouTube or Google or reading a few books. No, that's going to come with time, with experience, with taking these hits, right? Um, and, and, and so it's always an, uh, an advice that I give to new traders. It's like, man, this, this trading gig, to some people may work within the first year, to some people may work within the first six months, and to some people it may never even freaking work. So find yeah. yourself in a place where you feel good, where you feel comfortable. Uh, don't think that you're going to walk into Wall Street and take money and, and it's going to be like a piggy bank. It's not going to be like that. You're going to have to put in the time and you're going to have to pay your dues and you're gonna to have to do a lot of due diligence if you want to make it as a stock, you know, as a professional stock trader. And George, you also remember another um, mentor of yours in the past liked to say, "It's like you know, take a random crappy car. Um, you can't just jump into the F1 uh, formula race or the NASCAR, or whatever. You're just gonna get smoked by all of these cars who are." you know, professional and have the right engine. And that's what the, st the stock market is an environment where, as you said, a lot of professionals who know what they're doing, people with a lot more money and a lot more expertise than you. So you can't just show up on your first day and expect that you're going to be uh, a winner. Yeah. You might have a couple of 
uh, wins here and there, but you know, could you repeat that process over a hundred or over a thousand trades? Talk to me in three years, will you still be here? The answer for most traders is no, they will not. And, um, and yeah, like what you said earlier, George, like you have to have people around you that's gonna, that are gonna support the journey. This person didn't, so they left and that's fine. Uh, I find a lot of newer traders, there's a, there's a common, um, uh, there's like a negative connotation around trading and especially small caps and penny stocks. There's a lot of people who, who don't know anything about it, who automatically have this judgment that they say, oh, it's a scam or, oh, you're going to lose. So when you, you have away. that kind of, yeah, you, when you have that negativity around you, it's, it's not easy. So I, it's I'm not even saying, Lucas, I'm not even saying for people to be cheering up on you behind you all the time. But I guess the best way to uh, send the message is you got to have a, your mindset, your, your mental, uh, the mental side of you has to be stable, right? You can, if, yeah. if, you're, if you're training to make money to pay your rent, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work. Not gonna it's work. not going to work. It's not going to work. You have to have a ways of being able to make money at least those first couple of years before you become consistent. Uh, so that you can, you know, trade properly and trade without having the worry of making money. Because at the end of the day, and I know all traders are saying this, but hey, it's the truth. It's all about the process. Money only follows. The process is what matters. Money follows. Money, if you do things right, you're going to collect the bag. You're going to get the money. But what you're going to worry Meditation. about is, is, is the process. Are, like, like M said, are you willing to do this every single day one year now ask yourself how about three now ask yourself how about five and if you don't find the right answers then you still have to work on that side of it and um and that's yeah. when traders are gonna end up losing money i think tony and i were also lucky in the sense that uh i think anyway that most people around us like family and friends uh were generally supportive of our decision to get into this game um I haven't been facing any negativity um, from like family and friends. And I talk about it less and less. Mm -hmm. And I don't really share like PL uh, with people who don't understand trading really. Yeah. But uh, like George, like you said, from time to time, it feels good. You might share a story here and there, but it could literally just be like maybe once or twice a year at a gathering. Yeah. I might share a story about something, but I don't talk about it often at all. Yeah, I don't I don't share like my I don't share money. Well, one of the reasons why I don't share I don't share the money that I make is because I also live in a country where things are not so uh, regulated. Uh, you know, Canada and the United States, it's, the, these countries are different. I live in a small country where uh, I'll be honest, where people making five, seven hundred dollars in a month, it's great money. And 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 sometimes I make 10, 10 times more than money in one day. And, and that to me was a sign that I had to slow down on that just to protect myself as well in a country that I live uh, because it can get a little dangerous, right? So at the end of the day, no one gives a fuck about how much money you make because no one pays your bills. But I am, I am gonna say that trading changed my life. Um, it changed my life in so many ways uh, from the financial side of it, of course, but especially right here in the head, right? Like 
um, I felt like I needed an extra boost to take myself into another level, not just as a trader, but on a day-to-day, on, on, the, on the way you live, right? Right. And, and, and trading has a lot to do with that, man. And people, people never put so much time into it. Or people don't pay so much attention on the importance of living properly, having the right structure in your life so that your results can come. If you, if you got a company, you're going to your company drunk every day, you're not going to make money. If you don't have the right discipline, you're not going to make any money. Same thing happens in trading. If you're walking in at 925, you haven't checked the scanners. You don't know what's gapping. You don't know why things are gapping up or gapping down. And you're just going to go and sit down and think that you're going to make a few orders here and there and make money. You're going to be screwed because, you know, maybe you get lucky in a few trades. But if you want to stay in this business for the long run, you can't do that. You have to have the right discipline, the right plan, the right structure and live by it and stick to it. Yeah, I mean, dude, <laughs> you definitely... Uh... Sound like you've, you know, like you've been through it and uh, you've learned what really matters in the end, right? Um, and you've just kind of said lots of the stuff that I say too all the time. And obviously with you and I never talking, that just means that we've both like done this shit and have gone through losing so much, blowing up accounts and then slowly figuring out, okay, how can I change what I'm doing to actually get results that I want to do? And like so many people find out is that it's all about having some sort of system to it and sticking to that system. Like whatever the system is that you find out works for you, develop it, make it right. and stick to it. Right. It could be different for everyone, but right. that's the core thing in the end is just having some sort of system that you refer back to on every trade every day and just repeat that process forever. Right. It's all that really matters now, the matters. Now the market, market changes, the market changes. I mean, Every sector behaves different and, and trading is, is sectorized. You get, we've gone through cannabis days, we've gone through blockchain days, we've gone through biotechs, we've gone through coronavirus talks. Uh, I've gone through the shippers and the OTCs. Now, although the markets are always changing, you gotta be able to readapt yourself, but the core, the foundations of how you trade are not going to change. Exactly. Um, and, and, that's, and that's another thing. So traders, one day you see them trading something that's gapping up, then the next day something that's gapping down. Then, then they start trading different setups. And man, you got to just grab a few setups. Um, you got to get what works for you. Work on it and readapt it accordingly to the market phase, accordingly to how the market is behaving. And if for some reason you're not able to gauge the stock properly, you don't have to trade. No one is forcing you to put your money on risk. Exactly. If you can't gauge the market, if you can't gauge the stock, if for some reason you're not feeling it or you're just not feeling good yourself within the day, brother, close down your computer. You can come back the next day and make money again. That's you know, adaptability. So, uh, such I'll, a good I'll go back. RKT, uh, Romeo Kilo Tango, RKT. That was probably one of my best trades I've made. Um, that ticker that was back in, I think that was Mar back in March or, or, or April of this year. Yeah. 
And I remember the two days, two days before, that was one of my best trades. And I nailed it from, I wrote it down somewhere in here. I see it got to 41 or 42? No, that went from, RKT went from like, um, RKT, give me one second. That was almost a 10 points move. That went from like 37 to like 50 bucks or 47, oh, wow. 37 to $47. And by the two days prior to that, it kept trapping shorts. It kept trapping shorts and it would just squeeze, right? Shorts would keep adding to their position and squeeze again. So I took a, I took a couple of hits the two days prior to that, but they were very small hits. But I think it was March 3rd or March 4th. Bro, I came back. Uh, and the reason I, and why am I bringing this example is because what would have happened if the two days prior where my thesis was not valid, I would have gotten stubborn and just kept holding and gotten wrecked. I wouldn't have not been able to play the day that I made the money. Mm -hmm. So patience, patience. This game is about patience, right? I always say it's about support and resistance, but in order for you to draw your levels and wait for those levels to hit, you have to have patience. You have to be able to hold yourself and wait for those levels to hit and then take your trade. I always tell traders, and, and I learned this from this trader that I learned a lot on the short side, we have to be more reactive than predictors. We can't predict so much. We have to react more. No one can so, predict, right? I RKT. Mean, no one knows the future, right? right? You have to you just wait for shit to happen. How, how the fuck are you going to know? What, you, you don't know what Wall Street is going to do. You, you, there's an agenda planned for the day, but you don't have the book. That's not in your yeah. hands. So, Trying to call a top is basically predicting, um, but taking a feeler after that high has already been established. That's You're reacting based on what happened. You're, right. So in my case, uh, I go back to like tape reading, right? The art, because to me, tape reading is more of an art. Um, it's not like an exact science. So if I'm seeing a stock gapping up, there's a lot of strength. Demand is taking over, right? I can't jump and start shorting the stock. I gotta wait and we all call it the backside, but I'm not gonna lie to you. I've, sh I've, I've shorted the front side many times, but I gotta scalp it because I gotta be able to manage and engage the stock the, pro the proper way. So. So you see the stock gapping up, there's massive strength behind it. Volume is kicking in furiously, right? Tape reading to me, it's a huge, huge ally. Because once I see the demand is starting to dry it out, volume starts to decrease, right? Rep prints are coming up, rep prints are coming up, soaking out buyers, soaking out buyers, soaking out buyers. That gives me confidence that I can go ahead and take the trade and, and I don't have to worry about it. It's going to keep pushing up. And if indeed it keeps pushing up, I have to be able to get out. But take reading to me, it's key. And I use it a lot. Uh, you know, again, once you see that imbalance happening, once you see that divergence happening and, and buyers are getting sold by sellers and the price doesn't want to keep moving up, that to me is where the tape comes in, in very handy and, 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 and it helps me out a lot. And I've been able to manage to make money doing that pretty much since I started finding this consistency behind trading. I feel like with tape reading, lots of people kind of get it like confused that they think that 
all they do is read tape and just look for it switched from buyers to sellers. But like you also have to have the knowledge of like, okay, there was just a massive buying squeeze that happened. Wait for that to subside and have the knowledge that, okay, now that we had this big move up and now we're seeing the tape kind of switch over, you can combine those two things and say, okay, now there's some sort of edge to, you know, go short on that. You cannot just read tape, tape say, oh, tape red to green, it's good, you know? <laughs> it's not just No, that. no, not at all, because yeah. the, tape, the tape is just one more tool that you have exactly. that can help you out, but it's not, you can't just base yourself on tape reading. Then again, it's helped, it's helped me a bunch, but uh, if you're just expecting to trade off tape reading, then every trader will do it, and it's not the case. Yeah. Uh, to me, tape reading comes with... Uh, with, with years in the market, there isn't really a book or there isn't really a video you can watch that's gonna teach you how to read the tape. Uh, you have to feel it, you have to sense it. Yeah, definitely. And it also like, every stock behaves different. Every market maker is gonna, is gonna try to trap you in a different way. So you have, that comes with time and I'm not gonna sit down and speak about tape reading the whole time, but the whole day, but of course, I'm always gonna suggest traders to learn the craft behind tape reading, the science or the art behind it. But you have to be able to put that together with, with this other different tools. And again, the tools that work for me may not work for the guy next to you, but what works for you, you have to elaborate on it, keep working on it and keep developing it and evolving along with it. And that takes time. And again, some traders, it may take a few months um, other traders may take a few years and other traders may never even make it as a trader, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah, like you said, sure. too, um, you know, like as far as reading tape goes, like you said, there's no real shortcut to doing it. And like you said, it's kind of just like a feel you have to just have so many hours of watching price action and seeing how the price moves. And then you can just over time with level two up there on the side and just watching the tape go through you will start to have that feel. Like, I'm not sure what the feel is, but like, you know what it is, but like, like there's some feel that you can see, okay, something's going on. It seems like the price is going to start to turn around and you just, you don't right. know what it is exactly. There's no one thing that you see, no one order, nothing in specific that happens, but you just start to feel the momentum kind of shift. And the yeah. only way you get that is just through seeing hours and hours and hours of price action there's no shortcut to it yeah and, so some um, traders they go into an academy some traders they go into an academy and a few weeks later they start bashing out this academy because they're like oh i didn't learn this but brother there's many things that are not going to kick in with you within a month or two months or even within six months you you got you have to put in the time and you have to be able to grab um this 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 experience and, and you have to put in the time i i'm not gonna lie to you i went probably like if it's, it's like probably a whole year just looking at the tape i studied candlesticks probably like eight months every day i was just studying candlesticks i use candlesticks a lot of my favor uh, I, I i i love reading the candles every candle tells a story so candlesticks right setups patterns the tape the catalyst every single detail puts together your thesis right mm -hmm. every single detail puts together your plan 
not just tapering, not just reading the chart, not just drawing support and resistance, not just reading the candles, not just reading the level two, but understanding that every single detail put together in a plan, it's way more, it's a stronger than just gambling or believing that one single thing is gonna make you profitable in the market. It's a mm -hmm. bunch of different details and every detail works different, not just for you, but for every single trader out there. And something interesting that George, uh, that George has done, and myself, I've done this as well, like in our learning process, was for example, say that George and I, we, we took a couple of trades and by you know, 10, 10, 30, we're done for the day, we've locked in the, the profits. Say later that day in the afternoon or power hour, another stock hits the radar and it's something is running, right? George and I, what we've done in the past was the brokerage account stays closed. We're not gonna trade this stock. However, we'll sit in front of the screen for an hour or two and we'll just watch Time in sales, level two, we'll watch this runner play out just to learn, just for the learning uh, benefits. And I remember doing that like a handful of times and instead of going to watch TV or something, you're watching this. Mm -hmm. And that's what you gotta do if you wanna make it. <laughs> bro, bro, you know, um, sometimes how the market, how the stock closes at the end of the day, and me sitting down there for an hour, an hour and a half, give me guidance, give me an idea of how market makers are behaving behind the price action. So when the next day comes, I feel more comfortable trading the stock. So why am I gonna go watch fucking Netflix when I can just sit in front of a chart and keep learning? Um, I was actually talking to my girlfriend yesterday and he said, you know, I've learned to watch Netflix with you because I went probably three, four, five years without having any time aside from stock trading. I was just looking at charts every day. I didn't even turn on my television at all. So it comes back down to how much time are you putting in together to be able to make it as a trader? And, and of course, like, like uh, my daily says, hey, if you gotta sit down at the end of the day and stare at a chart, and the, and the tape and the level two for an hour, an hour and a half, and you learn something from it, brother, do it. Because at the end of the day, it's only going to keep adding into your edge, you know? Uh, then again, don't FOMO, because I've also had friends that are, they've done good during the day, and then right during power hour, they jump in a train, they blew everything, and they blew more, and, and now they're, you know, now they're down about it, and they're walking in, waiting for pre-market to, for pre-market to kick in, and they you know they're desperate, and, and that's when you lost your mindset. So you gotta have that discipline as well. Emotions yeah, you know, like, control. Like you said too earlier, um, you don't have to trade every stock that moves. Like that's something that like to me is so fundamental to me. Like I can see a stock gapping up and running, but if it doesn't fit, like like my main setups. I'll let it run. I don't care if it goes like, yeah, I have FOMO of like, man, I, yeah, I ran, but I'm not going like, to come to that right. FOMO. You don't want to give in to that FOMO of like, man, the thing's running. I have to get in. If it doesn't fit what you want to trade, let it run, right? There's always so many stocks that run, so many stocks that dump. You don't have to trade every single thing that is happening. Just focus down on what you like to trade 
and hit those hard, right? Like there's a ton of stocks every single day so that I, people tell me like, hey, look at this stock. It's gapping up. I'm like, I don't care about it. It doesn't fit. I don't want to trade it. Yes, it could run. If it does, right. great, but it's not going to make me upset. It's not going to make me like have doubts of trading and, right. and my style. Just focus down on what you trade and uh, just ignore the rest. Yes, it can run. It can dump, but it doesn't fit. Screw it. And to give a tip to like new traders, try to try to stay away from um, from the hot chick of the day, right? Like, um, look for sympathy plays, plays that are gonna be easier for you to trade, right? Because if you get into an overcrowded stocks where bulls and bears are all fighting together, and and there's really no direction toward where the stock is heading. And, and you're a newer trader and you still don't have the ability or the uh, of the knowledge or the knowledge to gauge the stock properly, then look for something that's more simple, right? Look for a sympathy play. My um, One of the things that I do is like on the blockchain days, right? And, and everyone was on Kodak, right? I'll, I'll fucking get away from Kodak and I'll look at Riot. I'll look at Mara, right? I'll look at something that wasn't, that the hype wasn't necessarily on the stock, but it was within the sector. So, so I wouldn't have to get caught on an overcrowded stock and, and it was causing me headaches and it was causing me to get stuck in a trade that having bulls and bears fighting together just kept running sideways. And, and that's just really not how I trade. So I will go and look for something that was more of a sympathy play. And that's what I always tell, tell new traders, not because something is showing up on the scanner um, and gapping up is something that you have to trade. We go back. Why is it so important to use pre-market to study the market, to study what you're going to be trading? Why? Because if, if instead of having to trade this one stock that's gapping up because of some sort of a bullshit catalyst, look for something that's playing along with it, right? Look for a sympathy play that many traders don't know about it, that many traders don't, they're not studying those stocks, they're not ana analyzing the stocks, and you can probably go and have a, you know, better edge trading a sympathy play more than the hot chick of the day. It's like going to the club. If you go to the club and if this is one girl that every guy is going after, this one girl is not going to want to go and, and, you know, throw back something at you. She's going to want to give something to everyone, I guess. I'm not saying they all like that, but instead of looking for the hot chick, look for something that is easier, something where you have a better edge and, and you don't have to fight back so much to try to make your profits on. An, an example of that, George, was like this past week, um, I didn't trade AMC at all. And, you know, that was the most talked about stock in the entire world. And, you know, there's people, uh, gurus, gurus, whoever out there, um, you know, down 1.2 million, up 700 grand. And it's just, it's crazy. And, you know, they have the account sizes to, to stomach those swings, whether it's up or down. But if you look at my last week and Monday, the market was closed, I think, for um, for a holiday. But exactly. But four days in the week, three of the days were, were green. One of the days was was red. Um, overall, a very decent week. And I didn't even touch or even think about touching AMC. So exactly to your point, George, you, you, you could look elsewhere and find your niche and stick uh, with I've, it. Tr I've traded AMC probably two times. And I've made not much money on them. So I can't gauge it right. I can't, I don't have the edge on it. So 
I just don't touch it. Fuck it. Let someone else yeah. take it. And if you make money on it, good. If you lost money, well, you got to get back. But I didn't touch it. I touched it twice. Um, GME, the same story. I never touched that stock because uh, it's just not the way I trade. And although I look for volatility, I look for stocks that are moving. Um, a stock like that is so overcrowded. It, it's something that I'm probably trying to avoid. And I'm not saying every trader has to do it. If you feel comfortable doing it, go ahead. Exactly. But in my case, it's like RKT. You know, RKT was a, one of those Wall Street bets uh, mover. Yeah. That stock moved. Yeah. It, it was. It had a huge uh, short interest. Wall Street bets saw it. They squeezed it, and I waited. I nailed it, and that's it. RKT traders probably looked at it once or twice in two or three days, and then they forgot about it. That's when I took my chance. Some traders call it long-hanging fruits. Uh, I just, you know, I just try to wait from this over overcrowded stocks. It's just I don't have any edge trading them. Great. Yeah, I mean, dude, yeah. um, it's been an amazing here chat. On amazing chat. Yeah, like me personally, I did trade AMC because obviously I'm along, so <laughs> I did trade it this past week. It went really well. Had some very good trades on it. But like, I mean, yeah, dude, like I don't know. You've just been repeating a lot of the stuff that I've learned, and it's just really good to hear that um, we're doing something right, it seems like. Yeah, like, I mean, we must be on the, the correct path if we've learned the same things on very different journeys. We've kind of come up with the same rules and the same kind of mindset towards trading. And um, just very important that new traders kind of hear that story that you had, that um, the whole progression that you've gone through is just really powerful for people to hear because there is no real shortcut. No matter who you kind of learn from, you have to develop it yourself too. And um, just lots of really good small tips here and there, you know, about, you know, not not chasing what everyone else is trading, just focusing down on what you want to trade. If you see something moving, doesn't fit, don't touch it. And most importantly, just having some sort of process that you follow day in, day out, and uh, just improving on it, refining it. Um, I think that's really the only thing you can do as a trader is just have something you stick to and just learn and kind of collect the data and refine it, improve it, and keep pushing forward one trade at a time. You know, nothing's a shortcut. No one trade will kind of change your career. I mean, yeah, you can make a ton of money, but nope. it's not going to be the, the game changer, right? Um, it's just nope. a process in the end. So. I mean, it's a long process. It yeah. takes time. It takes time, and 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 it takes a lot of guts to be a stock trader. I've always said that stock trading is probably one of the toughest careers out oh, there. Yeah, I agree. Um, probably. So I, I, I don't want. <laughs> so I don't want to bash. I don't want to bash other professions that I know like they're very very tough as well. But uh, it's it's a it's a fight within yourself, and and, and every day when you're playing this game, uh, some in a way of saying it, you're not just playing, you're playing money, right? You're putting money on the line. So uh, many times hard earned money that you probably don't even have uh, just to be able to, you know, to just to give it out. So it's, it's uh, for the new traders, I always tell, you know, I'm, I'm entering my seventh year as a stock trader, six, seven years. I've gone through different phases where I've made money and I've lost money, but one thing that I knew for sure is that I was going to do it. And I didn't care what it was going to take. I was going to do it. 
And in order for me to be able to make it, I had to put together some sort of a structure, a plan, a system, and stick to it. And, and, and I stuck to the plan. Um, 2019 was my best year trading. 2020 was very, very good. 2021 has been better, but then again, I'm also looking into other uh, businesses. Uh, I'm about to launch a, a crypto token for the adult content industry. So really? I've also been, yep, yeah, I've also, yeah, it's called the Quibble Coin. It's, uh, I got a few developers finishing the project. And we're going to be launching that within the next 20 days. So stock trading has also given me the chance to be able to invest in other businesses. And, and well, I've always been very supportive of the whole crypto market and the whole crypto environment. So I'm going to be launching a, a token very soon. And, and, you know, it's been great, man. It's, I, I can't, I have no way to express and, and, and be happy about what's happened to me. Uh, I always thank my friend that sent me that one link because probably I would have never gotten into it. Um, I'm, I'm always very grateful. I, I respect money. Uh, not because you're making money means that you have to just start living this crazy life. You have to be, you gotta have the process and, and you gotta appreciate that Wall Street is there on a daily basis and we have the chance of being able to make money doing it right from our houses, right from home without having to like ask permission to anyone or having to do any of the fucking crazy shit that happens to people that are making money in a check. And, 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 and stock trading gives you that. Yeah. It's very freeing, lots of freedom, but I mean, yeah, like, like one thing I've said before <laughs> is that once you become a trader, the hardest thing is that you have to kind of like almost master yourself. You're not really mastering the market because you, you can't really do that. The hardest thing is to master yourself and learn how to control yourself. And once you can kind of understand that that's the real challenge in trading, that's when you start to really learn more and kind of just start to get it right. Because anyone can learn sharp patterns. Anyone can learn support resistance. All that stuff is super basic, right? It's not complex. Um, the hard part is mastering yourself. And once you can do that, and you kind of learn how to start to do that at least um that's when your trading starts to really make sense and uh you start to see success and like you said too that's it right. helps you and like not just in trading but in your overall life like yeah yeah you can make a ton of money in trading but if you have a crap life and you're not not happy outside of life like who cares but with trading the, like because point, you right? uh yeah, because with trading, you kind of learn how to be more disciplined. You can enjoy life a lot easier, too, because you've kind of built up those rules and you kind of understand what what it means to kind of have have some sort of like structure in your life. And it helps a lot, you know. Um, but yeah, that's awesome to hear about yep. uh you launching shows, the crypto coin and some of their businesses. Uh, like One good thing about trading, too, is that it doesn't take that much time once you're actually in it. And you have time to find other income streams. Like, so, like lots of people tell me like, Hey, if you are making money trading, like, why do you have a course? Why do you have a program? It's like, I mean, one, I want to help people learn it, but two, why not? Like I have the time to do it. Why would I just waste all this other time I have when I could make another business out of it? Right. 
It's a huge negative. And people expect everything. Uh, people expect everything for free, and there is a lot of yeah. good free content. But yeah, at the end of the day, you, you yeah. Um, of course, but, free content yeah. is the free content is there, but uh, but your time is not free. So exactly. And the only That's thing it. that we can, the only thing that you can buy back in life is your time, and the time that you have, it's valuable and it's priceless. So. Of course, being a day trader gives you the freedom to be able to explore yourself in other venues and other businesses. But uh, you know, I, I want to like kind of like wrap it up by saying that I've never met a trader that has become successful in the market without the proper discipline. Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter how fat is your wallet. It doesn't matter what background you come from. It doesn't matter who you are. What matters is how much time you put into it and how good are you with discipline. Once you put that together, you can evolve your mindset into the next level. But if there's no if there's no discipline behind it, if you're a reckless person, if you don't have the proper lifestyle, you're not gonna be able to make it. And 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 that's always what I said to to Sean, which is another of our friends, another uh, Ash which is four friends that we work together trading every day along with M. And, and I've always said the same thing to them. You know, I appreciate the fact that I trade with people around me that have a very, very clear structure of their lifestyle and how they behave on a daily basis, man. So that also, it's, 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 it's encouraging and it makes you want to keep doing things. And, and, and it's just been a crazy wild run. It's been a crazy journey. But if I have to do it again, I wouldn't doubt it a second. I would take the chance and I would do it again as many times as it takes, man, because um, uh, not just financially, but mentally, this this has changed me in, in many, many ways. Again, I'm sure that lots of successful traders would say the same exact thing, right? I mean, it was a long journey. Yeah, the journey never ends, but, uh, you know, like the process and the the time that you have evolved through, I mean, it's changed me a lot personally, mentally. I've become a lot more kind of structured in life and I'm not so reckless in doing some things. Obviously I've gotten a bit mm -hmm. older too, but yeah, to me, I feel like lots of that change has happened because of trading and uh, it's a amazing journey. And I'm very happy that you were able to share your kind of journey with us. Uh, Awesome having you on the show. Do you want to kind of wrap it up here? It has been quite an awesome talk, but I don't want to have it too long. Um, we'll have to have you on again or just, you know, talk one-on-one -on -one because um, love talking to you, man. Awesome meeting Whenever. you. And uh, Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it so much, Tony. I appreciate my daily gains, who I consider a brother, a trading partner, a good friend. And, and, and again, uh, you know, never give up on this journey. And, and I know it's, everyone says the same thing, but it's the truth. You know, you have a, to become a stock trader. You have to have the discipline. You got to have the thick skin, uh, avoid noise, avoid people talking shit behind it. Focus on your, focus on your, on your patterns, focus, focus on your, on your plan, on your setups, focus on you. And, and within time, the results will come up. And, and again, I thank you so much. Uh, I've never done an interview. Uh, I've always been, uh, like I said at the beginning of the interview, I've always been thinking that interviews are more of an ego thing, but uh, being able to express and share these things has happened to me. Um, it's also a good way to like also 
make me makes me remember everything that's happened to me and it keeps me more grounded mm-hmm. and, and 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 with the proposal of keep that's elevating right. yourself you know and i thank you guys so much thanks i feel so comfortable doing the interview with you guys well we would love to uh we would love to have you back in the future if you're down whatever and, um and yeah like people sometimes they they say to me oh like you make it look so easy this and that but really it's it's the hardest thing that i've ever done in my entire life and you know it really is so it's uh and it took years for me to, to get to kind of where i am now where i guess it looks easy but it's still not easy but um that's how it is so uh tough business but if you persist and want it bad enough you can make it to the other side that's what we're same here like the three of us have and uh it's been one hell of a show um, in my opinion and um i can't wait till it uh it hits youtube and spotify and elsewhere uh, i'll i'll fly uh i'll take a trip to canada once this whole coronavirus thing is better and we can probably all meet up but um but again yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. thank you i told tony he yeah. could stay at my place too yeah. so <laughs> whenever we can do it guys uh, I thank you so much, so much for the time. And, 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 you know, of course, I wish everyone that's in this market uh, to always stay safe, defense first, focus, discipline, and, and make your money, brothers. Yeah. And if you're a new Cheers. trader, one last thing to say is like, um, you know, one thing that I did and what George said too is that you have to have a passion for it and like not, not even accept giving up. If you really want it, no matter how long it takes, just don't accept that that kind of plan B. Oh, if it doesn't work, like don't even have that in your freaking mind. Like no matter how long it takes, no matter what needs to be done, if you want it to be your career, you just you stick on that and don't care how long it takes. As long as you're moving towards that end goal, you'll get there one day. So yeah, once again, man, thank you so much for yeah, joining us. Within. Within, I want to say something, within training or any career that you're approaching, yeah. uh, having the right mindset, it's, it's crucial. So I agree with you 120%, especially in something that's so rigged and manipulated like the mm-hmm. stock market. You have to have the right discipline, the, high, the proper mindset. And, and thank you so much, Tony, for having me. Thanks for inviting me, Lucas. And whenever you guys want to have another chat, uh, you guys can text me up and we'll get another, and another, um, on another talk. All right, man. Sounds good. Now, before we wrap it up, I do want to shout out your uh, your Instagram, social media handles. Go ahead. Uh, you can follow me. You can follow me on on Instagram, George uh, GM Trades, GM Trades, and then C uh, CC at the end, Charlie Zulu. So I will put it on the on the yeah, link description the for too. the video on YouTube. Perfect. But I'll, um, but you can you know, and you can always reach out to me if you got any questions. Uh, I, I personally, I don't sell anything, uh, no books, nor uh, no courses or anything, but I love talking about the stock market. It's my passion. So whenever you want to share any thoughts or if you got any questions. He answers DMs, folks. He answers DMs. Yeah, of course, man. You know, answering DMs is a way of me giving back to the people that answer my DMs when I started. So mm-hmm. uh, that keeps me humble. And, and, and again, guys, thank you so much. It's, it's been a, a great Sunday talk. And Hope we can do it again. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Um, Wrap it up here, guys. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. If you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Um, We'll have have another episode up usually once a month, and hopefully we'll see George up here again. So thank you so much for watching, listening. 
whenever. And uh, we'll see you in the next one.